You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck, the weekend edition with me and Chris Meany, my best pal in DFS. We're here to break down Saturday and Sunday for you, along with, of course, the Line Star app, which you put them all together, just magic happens, obviously, this weekend. We've got some big offenses in play, but we got to break down the pitchers as well, so let's get right at it. We've got afternoon games on Saturday, starting with the 1 o'clock, Odorizzi and Hap. Now, here's a fascinating one. This is one of those coin flip games here for me. You know how I feel about the coin flip games, Chris. Yeah. I like to run away from them. Are you <laughs> running with me, or are you standing your ground and taking a side here? I'm running with my DFS pal. We are running. <laughs> you and I will be running away from this game. Yeah, I mean, Jake Odorizzi was great in his last start, but he takes his fly ball right to Yankee Stadium. It's not a great spot for him. And Jay Happ has been hit or miss. And we talked, you know, on Friday's show about the Twins you know, making good contact, not striking out a lot. So I'm kind of going to shy away from that game altogether. I'm not interested in either pitcher, and I'm not really interested in either stack. Like, um, Nah, maybe Luke Boyd, but he's he's really expensive these days. Yeah, he is. All right, and the rest of these games are at 4 o'clock here on the East Coast time at least. You got Waka and Darvish in Chicago. You got Mike Leake and Carrasco in Cleveland. Uh, and then you've got to Kansas City, Homer Bailey, who was terrible his last time out. Actually, last two times out, what am I saying? Uh, and going against the Tigers. So, so much for the Homer Bailey renaissance. That lasted nothing. <laughs> That uh, lasted like uh, three God. innings. You know, this might be a better spot for him against Detroit, a team that strikes out a ton. They don't have a lot of power. He could be okay, but yeah, I mean, it's it's. And then you got the wacky six o'clock start here with Soroka and Trevor Richards, which I'm all about. I'm all about Mike Soroka and Carlos Carrasco in this slate. If I'm gonna play the afternoon game, I'm just gonna play it for cash. I'm gonna play it safe. I'm not going to try to get too fancy. I think this is the worst thing you could do sometimes, Chris, when you see a slate like this and you go, oh, maybe I'm going to get involved in the walk-in Darvish thing or maybe Odorizzi and Hap. If you want to do that and play some tournaments, hey, good good for you. Not for me. Give me the cash games on this one. Give me Carrasco. Give me Soroka, and I'll figure the rest out because I, I just think there's not enough offense here in these afternoon games or early slate games, however you want to tag them, to really get excited about. No, you're right. And heading into the weekend, the, the Mariners had the worst average in baseball. They were striking out a lot more than they did early on in the season when they were tearing the cover off the baseball. So I, I like Cleveland in this spot, not just Carrasco, but guys like Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, Cargo. This is a good opportunity. Mike Leake enters with an 83% contact rate. It's top 10 in baseball. So they're going to be able to make some contact against him. And yeah, Sirocco, six of his first eight starts in the bigs dating back to last year, two or fewer. Good opportunity to extend that streak and prove it in Miami against the Marlins. Yeah. All right. Let's get on there. Chris Bassett and Trevor Williams, A's taking on the Pirates. Then you've got TBD. Oh, my favorite pitcher, TBD. <laughs> TBD uh, against TBD. I know. TBD taking on TBD, which you never thought TBD could, you know, stretch Probably Baltimore's out that best day. pitcher. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> so, you know what? That that Rays offense that just on yesterday's show that I was kind of like, look, I, I, I respect them. They're, they're doing a good job. There's something about them that I'm just worried about. I'm not worried about it on Saturday. I'm not no. worried about it at all. I want to go head on on Saturday uh, into this one, and I'll give me the raise offense. So I'll be looking for those guys that I can find on value there, especially on the FanDuel side. Check out those guys that are 
floating around that you know mid three range that are decent values because the Orioles give up a ton of dingers and that's what we like. Here's another one: Patrick Corbin on the road against Jake Arrieta. How do you feel about this one? So Arietta is up there with Leak in terms of contact, right? Gives up a whole lot, but I'm just yeah. not thrilled with this Washington lineup lately. He, you know, the ceiling is just not high with Arietta because he walks guys. He doesn't strike out a lot, keeps the ball on the ground. I like Corbin in this one because I think yeah. the uh, you know, Phillies lineup's been scuffling too. And, you know, if you're going to equalize Harper a little bit, you know, I think Corbin's the guy to kind of do that. Well, that's where I was going to go because I'm just looking at, on this slate, you know, uh, after Carrasco, where do you go? Like, where are the strikeouts going to come from? And and that's probably... Well, I mean, yeah, you hope for Erod, but again, he kind of let us down a little bit with that one yeah. bad inning last time out. Uh, you hope Zach Wheeler potentially taking on Gio Gonzalez, who's back again with the Milwaukee Brewers. But and, yeah, and there's Rich Hill too, and towards the end, you know, in the, yeah, in the it's, later it's, Saturday is a tough one, man. Saturday is real tough. That's why I say get your cash games in early on Saturday. And then go nuts on the tournament at night. Like, you know, because yeah. I think the, the evening is a much more wild, wild west kind of situation where you could really get something done. Whereas the early slate, not so much. No, not, not a lot at all. Corbin is, he's interesting, man. He's an interesting case. Like, he's got a curve high fly ball rate, hard hit rate, but he's still striking out a ton of guys. The swing, the swing and misses are, are still there. Like, he's still generating a ton of them. So, I think the upside is there, and you may get him just low-owned in tournaments because of the fact that he's, he is playing against the Phillies. But you're right. The Phillies lineup hasn't been great. Bryce Harper is struggling. Um, yeah, I mean, even Hoskins, I mean, he hit a home run the other night, but he's been in a little bit of a slump too. So it's a pretty good spot for him. All right, so let's go looking for some offense. So Corbin's our safe pitcher on the chalky board and whatever, and that's fine. You don't want to get into uh, dancing around. Let's find some other guys here. Wade Miley, lefty versus the Angels. Chris? Yep. Yep. Let's do it. Let's I mean, do it. Let's get nuts. I feel like Michael Keaton in Batman, the original one. Let's get nuts. Come oh, on. you want to get some angels? This is the little Mexico series. Maybe the ball flies out of the park there. Does uh, it? Or are we going to go with Made Miley in the many lists in the pantheon of lefties against the angels? That have I think that's out? the way to go. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, the angels. Unless he gets a bad burrito or something. I don't know. Or the water. It's, it's, I don't know. It's possible. It's quite possible. But Wade Miley, we've talked about him before. Like, he's not a great fantasy pitcher, but he's a better real-life pitcher. Keeps the ball on the ground, doesn't generate a lot of walks. Like, he limits the damage. There's not a lot of guys that have hit, that can hit lefties inside that lineup. So he might be a sneaky little play. And, and Cahill, I mean, we could sit here all day and talk about his struggles in the fly ball rate and the hard hit rate. So, I mean, the Astros definitely have a great chance to get Miley a win. He's going to get the run support. True. This is true. Uh, Kyle Freeland in Colorado against Luke Weaver and Rich Hill against Joey Lucchese. Now, Freeland and Lucchese are where I'm going with my tournament arms. I, I like, you know, as much as, you know, Rich Hill can be good and as much as the Padres offense has been a little spotty, I think that Lucchese is a guy that I can count on for some strikeouts. And Freeland has shown that he can pitch in Colorado. And we've gotten some good pitching, you know, moments again in Colorado this year. I mean, Aaron Nola just not that long ago. So it's, it's not impossible. And the Diamondbacks lineup isn't terrifying. So I, I think Freeland's one of these guys that's in play and you're probably going to get a discount on him because he's in Colorado. Yeah. He, he's already passed several tests for me to the fact where I can feel great about not great, but comfortable at least comfortable. Like, I think comfortable yeah. is all you need to feel on a night. Exactly. Like, Saturday night. It's, it's, you know, like I said, you can go with Zach Wheeler or Eduardo Rodriguez, but there's some, there's some downside there. Not that there isn't downside with Freeland. I think it all comes to which site you're playing, how much they cost and how you want to attack it. Yeah, I, I have no problem with Freeland at all. I like the fact that he keeps the ball on the ground. I'm, I am going to go – I'm going to be a sucker and go back to Erod again. 
uh, on the road in, in Chicago, rack up a few Ks. Maybe he can just put it all together. And, you know, so it might be a good opportunity to get some of these Mets bats against Gio Gonzalez, too. Oh, uh, 100%. But, yeah, for sure. And, you I, know, mean, was, I almost got to say, I actually kind of like, I don't know if I say this, but, you know, I, I love the right-handed bats against Banuelos. Uh, for the Red yeah. Sox and yeah. White Sox game. And then I, I love those Mets bats too against Gio Gonzalez. P. Alonso you're going to pay through the nose for, but I think it's, it's tough not to like him against Gio, who I don't think is more than five innings in this game. Yeah, and just looking at guys who so far, I know it's still a little small sample size when you look at, especially when you look at guys against lefties, but Pete Alonso right now, a 500 BABIP, pretty high, but 595 Woba against left-handed pitchers right now. He is just tearing the cover off the ball against lefties. Fly ball rate is through the roof. So in Milwaukee, he might be worth the price. All right, I'm going to – I hate to do this because I feel like we keep banging the drum, but I think it's still eventually got to turn around. Some of those lefty bats for the Reds against Derek Rodriguez in Cincinnati. Let's go. Let's yeah. go, Joey Votto. Let's let's yeah. get it going. Let's, you know, Jesse Winker, let's let's get this going. We're supposed to possibly even get Nick Senzel up this weekend. Uh, again, okay. as we're recording okay. this early, we don't know. We'll see how that all goes. And uh, Did we get a word yet in the last time we recorded a show 20 minutes ago or no? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I haven't heard yeah. anything. But, yeah, yeah good thanks. spot for good spot for the Reds, Joe. It's a good call. Like, we kind of skipped over them. Yeah, it's great ballpark. They're back home. And, you know, underrated. It's, it's only a matter of time, I think, before the lineup gets going. Rodriguez, 42% yeah. hard hit rate, fly ball rates through the roof as and well. And eventually Scooter comes back too. and then That, that should help. help. That's it's probably where it all comes together. Can you imagine that's where we are in life now? Well, like, boy, we're really waiting for <laughs> Scooter. Scooter to come back so we can help out that Reds lineup. It makes a lot of sense. But you know what? I wouldn't be wow. shocked if we're talking about it's how – yeah, we get, we're going to get into June, July, and we'll be like, yeah, the Reds are feeling it right now. Scooter is just, yeah. you know, he's – There were two teams I was dying on a hill with this year. One was the Reds <laughs> and the other is the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Twins so far, all right, for the yep. most part. You know, <laughs> certainly going in the right direction. Cleveland's helped out a bit. That's for damn sure. But, yeah. man, like you just keep looking around. You're looking for it. All right, let's uh, skip over to Sunday here because, look, Saturday's pretty rote right now. You know those stacks. You know we're not going to – you're not going to waste your time with telling you things. You know Colorado is Colorado. You know all that stuff. But, look, yeah. it's more important to get those pitchers right and to find where the value is with them, and that's going to allow you there. And we're giving you the oppo stack, too, there, trying to get those righty bats with um, the Red Sox and try to get those lefty bats in the lineup, too, uh, against uh, – who was it? Derek Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's move over to Sunday and with the 1 o'clock games. Michael Pineda going back to New York. Oh, the narrative against <laughs> Domingo Herman. I actually like Herman in this one. Herman's yeah. had some moments here. And Pineda, I just, you know, mentally I'm never on board with him. I just think he's, a, he's soft. And I think that New York ballpark is going to give it to him. <laughs> and uh, to me, I, I'm gonna, I think Herman is actually really in play in this one. And we're still not sure who the hell is pitching for the Rays and the Orioles this weekend. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's crazy. So just get get back into that one, folks. Yeah, it's just lined up where the Rays are going to do their thing and you know have a reliever start the game, probably two of the three against Baltimore this weekend. And you're right, Pineda is. Yeah, he's he's been hit. He's been rocked. Forty five percent hard hit rate, forty percent fly ball rate. So it's he's not in a good spot. And you're right about. Um, Herman, he's been, he's got some strikeout upside too. I know the twins don't strike out a lot, but this is a matchup where we favor him over Pineda and, you know, he should be able to rack up a few Ks, but yeah, I mean, Tampa is going to, they should have some success this weekend. Now this is a muddy kind of slate because you have Trevor Bauer here 
who's going to be the, you know, the chalky safe guy too, going against Seattle, who we've been pointing out, you know, Swanson's not very good, but we're also pointing out that Seattle's come back down to earth grossly. We talked about that on Friday's show. Yeah. But on top of that, you've got Jordan Lyles, who's had some real moments. Now he's at home against the A's, which is another one I would take a shot on him in tournament or as a secondary pitcher. I'm all about him because in the early slate too, that's where you're going to have Colorado because they start at 3 o'clock. My question for you is you have Herman Marquez and Zach Greinke in that game too at 3 o'clock. So where does that put you? Are you going to take a shot on one of these guys? Because Marquez is still not great numbers in Colorado, but Greinke has been pretty good this year. Just like we talked about Freeland, do you have the guts to go with Greinke or do you think that's a trap? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a trap. I don't have the guts. I don't have the guts. He has been really good. Uh, And, you know, Colorado, obviously a little bit better against lefties and righties in tournaments. I mean, looking here at the board and the pitchers, like I do like Bauer against Seattle, but you know, depending on what kind of contest you get into. Yeah. I mean, Granke stands out as the guy with probably the highest ceiling before you get into maybe the four o'clock games um, after Bauer. He, he definitely does. So turn if you're a tournament player, you're looking to go off the board a little bit. Yeah, it's a shot, but, you know, he has definitely struggled, Joe, keeping the ball in the park. He's given up some home runs. As much as he's turned it around, you know, with the strikeouts, he yeah. – Yeah, I mean – And also you got Texas in play, too, against Clay Buchholz. Let's not take them out of that early mix, too. So if you – if because of the quality of Marquez and Granke, and at least the talent and the respect level, I'm willing also on the Sunday slate to kind of back off a little bit because you're going to see some guys probably pop in that lineup too. Maybe you get some discounts, maybe you don't, depending on who's playing Sunday, some guys getting the sit. But at the same time, I think when you've got Buck Holton Smiley in the Rangers-Blue Jays game and you got Zach Davies and Jason Vargas in the Mets-Brewers oh, game, those, that's where I'm going for offense personally. I'm, I'm focusing on those two games and then give me the Jordan Lyles of the world and, uh, you know, probably, and, you know, Lyles Bauer pairing or Domingo Ramon and, uh, Lyles, if I really want to spend up. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's the way to go. It's pretty ugly, man. Trevor, Trevor Bauer is going to be pretty chalky, but I think it's, I think it's fine. Lyles is a good call by you at home. PNC park does a good job keeping the ball on the ground there as well. Uh, there, there might be some offense in the Philly Washington game with Sanchez and Eflin, but I, I agree. I, I'm going to head to New York and Milwaukee and I'm going to like Texas against Buckholz. And I'm probably even going to get some Jays bats in there as well. Maybe this is a time for them to wake up in Texas. Great ballpark. They're going to have Miller, I think, the, or Lance Lynn the night before, and then Smiley here. So good opportunity for them. All right. Now, the 4 o'clock games get trickier on Sunday because you've got Verlander in play, Luis Castillo in play, uh, Kenta Maeda, who's a pretty good pitcher. We all know that. Quintana's had some moments this year, as is Wainwright. So some more pitchers in play. So, I mean, Verlander will be the most expensive. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Castillo won't be far behind. I think pricing-wise, you're going to see them very close together. Uh, I'll prefer Castillo in this one, who, by the way, I would like to remind everybody, pitches better in that ballpark, believe it or not, than on the road. I don't know why, but he just does. Numbers are stupid sometimes, and they just, you know, it is what it is. So that being said here, where do you go if you're looking to not spend up in the afternoon slate? I mean, is it as simple as just saying – because you're not going to get much of a discount on Maeda either. I don't, no, I don't anticipate not. that either. He's been pretty expensive all year. In fact, I feel like his price tag is higher than what it should be. Like he, I have a hard so time here's, spending here's up a question. on him. Would you prefer to just isolate and do the 1 o'clock games and leave these 4 o'clocks because you have you know, the rivalry games with Cubs and Cardinals. You know, those rivalry games get wacky sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I like to stay away from them. But if you play the early slate, you take Verlander out of it and Castillo out of it. 
and it's a little bit more wide open there. I think I would rather just play the one o'clocks and not the all day or even get involved in the four. How do you see the slate working out? What's I, your approach? I um I may go I may go all day and kind of fade off the top of Bauer and maybe just get Castillo in there. Like maybe I just, I feel like a lot of people may go to Verlander and Bauer, which is fair. And then I'll just maybe pivot off those two, save myself a little bit of cash, and go Castillo. Because if you're gonna go in a in an afternoon contest, everyone's gonna have. Luis Castillo I mean it's it's such a good spot for him you, you mentioned he's better at home he's been really good this year and the Giants are just brutal so I may just go in an all-day slate to try to get some some ownership down on him and you know spend up on some of these other big bats uh, Verlander is in is a great isn't he's the number one pitcher on the board on Sunday I mean there's no well, question about it. He's, he's there with a bullet and that's you know it's, yeah it's without a doubt but there's a lot of crap pitching on the board Sunday too a There's, lot of TBDs, a lot of Eric Swanson's. I mean, I don't care, Jason Vargas, if you had one good start. I don't care. I'm not – no. You get no <laughs> respect for me, no quarter for you on this show, Jason Vargas. You're my, you're my enemy for sure. You know, but, Joe, the play, play may – yeah, the play <laughs> may be Jordan Lyle. Like, if you could do – if you could go big and then Lyles or maybe even Tehran in Miami, his strikeouts are – I even like the Pirates as – I'm pretty sure they're probably going to be a, a home underdog. Don't you think yeah. on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, they probably will be. And there would be a good spot to, to jump on them. Even all weekend, I think it might be a good spot to jump in on them in terms of the money line. He's giving and, you and, strikeouts, Lyles. It's not, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, just, just, just don't kill me. I feel like that's, that's when I look at the pitchers. Like, look, my secondary pitcher, if I'm playing the two pitcher sites, just don't kill me. If I've got to get it right, I'd rather have the high ownership of Castillo and lock it in at that slightly discount from Verlander and just not screw it up. Yeah, I mean, Toronto is just screwed up here. I, I wonder if, yeah, you're right. And I wonder if the play is just maybe to spend up on some bats, though. Like, I think it is. I think Herman and Lyles will let you do that. I think so, too. Herman think, will be, I think Herman's price will be respectful of how good the Twins have been, but it's not going to be cheap. I mean, they'll right. probably be in that eight, like, I don't know, you know, it's just like throw it out there, eight, six. Yeah, where I'm all over him. I'm perfectly comfortable there. Whereas Castillo is a no doubt, even you know, high nines, maybe even low tens potentially. Yeah. I will throw Tehran uh, in there as well. I always mess up his name. Well, look, Julio Tehran, I think you can get in there just from the sheer hatred of the Marlins and lack. Yeah, of that's all it is. That's fair. Yeah, that's I mean, good. he does have a career high play. K rate. He, I mean, he is stri- 44 strikeouts in 38.2 innings. Uh, using the slider a little bit more this year. So, I mean, it's it's an opportunity. The thing with him is obviously the walks. He's going to maybe walk a few guys. But, but again, you look at Miami and they just – They don't walk right near, as a team. They don't walk as a team. They're they're near the bottom in, in basically every single offensive category. So, uh, I mean, there's it's a shot, right? It'll allow you to spend up. But I, I would rather go Lyles or, or Herman if I had the choice. But, I mean, depending on the price with – you know, you could go that way. If for some reason Tehran is less than Herman, which is not impossible. It's, yeah, it's you know, some, we've seen stranger things happen. I can, I, I think you take whoever's cheapest in those. Yeah. And Miles will be the cheaper of all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else from a betting perspective you have your eyes on this weekend uh, in terms of potential upsets or anything else or, or things you're staying away from? What, what are you looking at in terms of wagering this weekend? I'm going to look at the Reds a lot this weekend. I'm going to like them at home to get right. The Astros should be fine. Uh, their two-game series against the Angels in Mexico. I'm going to like Wade them. Miley's an opportunity there? 
Yeah, I think Wade Miley is an opportunity there. You can jump on him, on I, I believe, on Saturday. And then, yeah, I mean, you can hammer some overs in the in the Milwaukee and Mets series. I think both Saturday and Sunday there should be some runs there. Pittsburgh seems like, you know, potential home dogs. I think an opportunity to jump on them as well. And then Cleveland may be a little bit underrated on Saturday and Sunday up against Swanson and Mike Leake. I think there's an opportunity to, to bet them at home on both days. All right, very good. So we have uh, now, you know, on the weekend we like to give ourselves a little bit you know, a little bit more of a, a berth, as it were. So give me your called shot for the weekend. So you got two days to do it in. You got a little bit easier road ahead of you. So who are you calling your shot with this weekend? Who's going yard? Jeez, hey, I'm going to go with – I got uh, mine if you need more time. Yeah, I'm going to go it. Joey Gallo. I like, I like the fact that the Blue Jays are going in there with some lesser pitching and then Clay Buckholtz. And I think Joey Gallo gets himself a dinger this weekend. And I'm eh, shooting a fish in a barrel a little bit. But uh, giving you somebody else who is you should be paying attention to this weekend besides all the Colorado um, and Milwaukee stuff going on there. Should we pick on Michael Pineda? I think we should pick on Michael Pineda. You want a big – all right, who are you picking on with? On, Let's go with Luke with? Voigt. This guy's got some serious power. He does. he does. And I think maybe he'll be able to take Pineda deep on, uh, on Sunday. It might be a rude homecoming for uh, the former Yankee. All right. Now make sure you're also utilizing the line star app along with the podcast. That's the best way to do it. And of course, if you love the show and, and we see you're listening, man, we, you're, you're getting there and this is great. It. We've grown every single week. So more and more people are listening. Make sure you subscribe. And if you've been listening since the beginning or recently, and you're enjoying the show, please rate and review us. Give us five stars. Yes. It's real simple. When the show's over, beep, pop, boop, you go over there, you give us the five stars, you rate review. Joe and Chris make me laugh. They win me money. I like both of those things. And I mean, what's better than that, Meanie, right? I mean, come on. Nothing. Absolutely I, mean, nothing. I think of this very few. There's very few things, that's for sure. So uh, Chris Meanie is going to be away next week, uh, but he's going to be here for Monday, Tuesday. So at least we're getting a little bit of Meanie before he goes off and he's uh, in a wedding party. So uh, bachelor parties already happened, right? That was the one. Oh, yeah. Is that yeah. what it was? Bachelor parties already happened. Lucky I'm still alive and able to go to this one. It was wedding. that good, huh? It was that good. Yeah, I was at Waste Management Open in, in Phoenix. Oh, it that's was, right. It was, that's I, right. That's I, what it was. I'm at Hole 16. It was, it was a great weekend. All right, how about you? All right, last last betting thing. We might as well do it. Kentucky Derby. Do you give a crap? Is it just uh, – uh, No, I can't tell you anything. I, I voted on a horse race. I mean, voted. I, I bet on a horse race for the first time in my entire life last year. It was Kentucky Derby. I was there for my friend's wedding. He was getting married in a small thing in Vegas. So he's like, hey, I want to fly you out for my wedding. Be my best man. I said, free trip to Vegas. Sure. You're my best friend. Let's do it. <laughs> and we were there and it happened to be Kentucky Derby in the afternoon. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bet whatever on the, uh, you know, on the favorite. The favorite one. I was like, woohoo. <laughs> and I said, all I kept thinking was, just like every degenerate, right? You go, yeah, I only bet twice as much. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. You know. uh, did you – I'm looking at the odds now. Did you – I mean – I heard it's basically the favorite this year and then a bunch of long shots. Well, there's there's a horse called Win, Win, Win at 14-1. to 1. That seems like a pretty good bet. <laughs> <laughs> With that kind of – who's the favorite this year? Uh, Tacitus? What? Is that right? T-A-C-I-T-U-S? I, I don't even know. Tacitus? I don't know. Like, yeah, some of the horse names are really weird. Give me some of the names on there. So he's the favorite or she. Yeah, Code of Honor, 10 to 1. Win, 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 14 to 1. War of Will, 20 to 1. War of Will sounds very Game of Thrones. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, we got Tax in there at 20 to 1. We got some long shots. Maybe we go down the board here with Gray Magician at 50 to 1. Gray Magician? (laughs) What is that? Gandalf? What the hell is that? Great names. I don't even know. 
what's going on there. All right. Well, look, uh, my advice to you bet in the Derby, if you know nothing about horse racing, which is chances are you don't <laughs> bet the favorite, just bet the favorite bet the favorite hard, have some fun, throw 50 bucks on the favorite. And then, you know, what's, what's the line on the favorite two to one? What is it? That's eight to one. Eight, eight to one on the favorite? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm, I'm going to be better. Get me in the Kentucky Derby stuff. And then if you want to be cute, throw 20 bucks on, on win, 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 just for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPias17 and at Chris Meany. And, of course, make sure you download and upgrade on the LineStar app to the premium product because uh, it is tremendous. They're going to help you all the way through all this stuff, building lineups and getting some of those values. Keep an eye out on the FanDuel side for more of those guys under 3K. They pop up, especially on Sundays with those games where you get a lot of people sitting. So keep a close eye out for that. And that'll pretty much do it for us. There's only one thing left to do here on the on-deck circle, and that's step out of it and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.